the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It is a gorgeous day in San Diego. We are coming at you live on the AM 1170 KCBQ studios here in sunny San Diego. And I am glad to be back with you all. And I'm glad to tell you who, who I'm glad to have back with me this week is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> well, you can't be back from the dead, baby, unless you're unless you're one of those characters from The Walking Dead. What? The Daywalkers or whatever they call them? The Daywalker. (laughs) Speaking of The Walking Dead, I am back from my little trip to Atlanta. I went down to the ATL over the weekend. I'm glad to be back with y'all. You know where I was? The part of Atlanta is where they filmed The Walking Dead. Speaking of The Walking Dead, yeah, I was down in Sanoi, uh, Georgia. Beautiful part of the country. Had just an amazing time with family and friends down there and just had a birthday party. And, you know, I I was thinking on the way in, I'm not sure if 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 I got any dynamite left. You know, I might have left it all in the roller skating rink down there in Atlanta. I tell you, I know what I left on the roller skating rink in Atlanta. I left some skin on the roller skating rink because they had that thing greased up. It was like grease lightning. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to, to trot out my old Steel Magnolia roller derby moves. But anyway, I had an amazing time. I'm glad to be back. It's really important, I think, particularly with everything that's going on in the world and in our government today and, and what is, is happening with President Trump. I think it's really important that as we stay focused, we patriots stay focused with what is happening with our government, keep our voices loud, but also take some time to get away from it all too, because I think you got to keep, you got to keep the batteries recharged. If you want to keep it, you want to keep the device at full steam. Um, on the way back yesterday, though, everybody was talking about the eclipse and I, I couldn't quite figure out what the, what the big deal was about the eclipse because because to me, and the biggest eclipse we have going on was not the lunar eclipse that happened yesterday. No, no, nothing against everybody who took some time to, to think about that. Maybe that was about recharging their batteries. But I got to thinking about how the real eclipse that is happening that Americans need to be concerned about at least, and it's not for entertainment purposes, is the eclipse that is attempting to happen with President Trump and his agenda, which is really the people's agenda. And that's what every bit of this is about everywhere I go. Uh, people are asking me, what do you think about the statues coming down? Like when I was in Georgia, they got the stone monument issue going on. And then I hear that overnight while I was down in Georgia, some monuments got ripped down out of Texas. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm with Charles Barkley. You ask any, he said over, over the weekend, you ask any honest black person and they will tell you, ain't nobody been carrying anything or talking about statues in the South. It's not about the statues. 
too many Americans, even patriots, get caught up with the symptoms of the issue. And they're, they're, they, they are the dog whistles, the statues. You know, it's the carrot that gets dangled and people get caught up in, in the symptoms of, of, of the real issue. And the real issue is that the alt-right, to me, is there an alt-right? To me, the alt-right is the liberals, the progressive liberals in the Republican Party that are just as on board with big government controlling policies of the of the American people as the left are. And that's why they are jumping on board with the left. That's why you've got people like Paul Ryan immediately coming out and criticizing President Trump for 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 daring to speak the truth as to the fact that there was violence on both sides in Charlottesville. The piling on of Trump, the the fact that we are now going into how many months, seven months, eight months of his administration and none of the big ticket items have been fulfilled. That's not on President Trump. It's because we've got a Republican Party. I know I'm, I'm like a broken record here. I got my batteries recharged and it sounds like I, I'm, I'm rewinding and starting all over again. But the American people need to understand that that's what this is about. And therefore, when, he, when Trump, I loved his speech last night in Afghanistan because this is a man who's saying, you know what, in spite of it all, in spite of the fact that he's got both parties, two opposition parties gunning for him to undermine him, to pull the rug out from him, to eclipse his agenda and his plans, which were what the American people want. He's still pushing forward. And he comes out and he says, you know what? Maybe this wasn't what I talked about on the campaign trail, but I'm not going to allow Afghanistan to be taken over by ISIS and the terrorists. I'm going to surge on that. And he called for the American people to unite around patriotism, about love of country and protecting this country. And then he's traveling to Arizona tonight. And I'm hoping what he's going to do when he's there. And I want you guys to chime in and tell me what you hope he's going to talk about tonight. But I'm hoping I'm hoping he's going to call out these liberal alt-right liberal progressives like McCain and Flake and Ryan and McConnell and all the rest of them in the Republican Party that are trying to eclipse the people's agenda. I'm hoping he's going to call them out publicly tonight. For what they've done, for their attempts to undermine him and his agenda, because it's undermining the American people. And I'm hoping he's putting them all on notice, like he put Pakistan on notice last night. I'm hoping he's going to put all these alt-right progressives in the party on notice to tell them the American people are not going to. You're the ones the American people aren't going to back in 2018. Not Trump. I'm going to pick uh, Dick Morris's brain on this when we come back. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming right back up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We are rolling along. I'm super excited to have my next guest with me. Uh, before, I, before I bring him onto the show, 
I gotta say hi to everybody out there watching on on Facebook Live. We've got Brad. I feel like I'm the, I'm the old lady from that TV show that said I see. What was the what was the kitty kindergarten show where she would say I see so and so through her through her mirror. I see Brad. I see Don Sherman. I see Dave and Eric Decker. I think I saw C.V. Burton and others there. Thanks, you guys, so much uh, for watching on the Facebook Live and for commenting. There's Eric. Uh, Let's keep these conversations rolling. Dan here. Hey, Dan, how are you guys? And my next guest really doesn't need much introduction, which is good because, you know, I don't don't have the time. I'd spend the whole hour talking about this man's credentials. Y'all know that he was uh, the former advisor to to Bubba and Hillary back in the day, and he's written me any books he's considered to be one of the the best biggest most important minds in politics today and he's got a new book out talking about uh, the deep state and it is none other than dick morris who welcomes me now hey dick welcome to the andrea k show hey good to be here that's great um okay uh, you know i have a story about uh, san diego that might entertain you okay um when i worked for bill clinton uh I was in touch with uh, a representative of the Saudi monarchy, and uh, they told me that there are they were planning to um, build new tankers because they had to double hold their tankers. Uh-huh. And uh, he was prepared to let Clinton decide who would get the business, and there was about a billion dollars for each tanker. And um, Clinton knew the Republican convention would be in San Diego. So he designated San Diego as one of the ports. Uh, the deal fell through, but uh, he had he told me, I'd love to see a banner over Main Street. Welcome to the site of, of new, thousands of new jobs, courtesy of Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, Bill Clinton, it's I, I wish I could have you on to do like a whole show to, to pick your brain on them, because, you know, I, I never really I never couldn't imagine that there would be a time in my life where I'd look back favorably on the Clinton administration. But President Obama kind of did that for yeah, me. That's right. You know, right. Um, and and. Here we are with the 45th president, who's a complete outsider. The American people, I think, for many reasons, realized that we had um, we had a broken Washington. I, I kind of it's kind of an oxymoron to me because the American people brought in this outsider. Yet then they continue to give the Republican Party, who had betrayed them now a couple of elections now, continue to give them full power. I think it's because they felt like in order for Trump to be successful, they had to keep his party in power as well. Yeah, of course. Right. And they so, knew that if they elected Democrats to Congress, they wouldn't get anything. Well, but here we are how many months later and we still don't have anything done yeah, no, and and that's absolutely. why i wanted to bring you on because it's got to be all about because of the deep state correct sure yeah there is clearly a deep state in the united states a permanent government that believes it runs the government and the elected officials are the hired help and um that it's what it says goes and it is in charge and um there is a coup d'etat going on now by that deep state to oust Trump from office and while he's there to control his policies. Uh, I thought last night's speech on Afghanistan was basically the speech of a hostage video. <laughs> he held a newspaper up with a headline for the date, you know, like they make hostages do. Yeah. And uh, because he didn't want that policy. He wanted to get out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Just like a month ago, he didn't want to certify that Iran was complying with the nuclear deal, but he did. 
and it's all McMaster forcing him to do this. And um, you say, how does he force him? Well, he forces him by the threat of leaks. Um, Pentagon in chaos over President's Afghan waffling, okay, or, right. or you know, uh, East European allies um, uh, amazed at Washington go it alone in Iran decertification. Those are the headlines that he was trying to avoid. And the threat of leaks and of negative press kind of corners uh, the president. And that speech last night was an example of it. Well, that's... You know, you're the first person to say, I have this whole article here about McMaster that I was going to ask you about where, you know, he's basically endorsed a book that's, you know, got our military people kissing, literally kissing the Koran and apologizing uh, for, it, you know, dropping it on the ground yeah. or any other acts of desecration. And McMaster is basically supporting the notion that we need to, we need to bring Sharia here. So, I'm, I, you know, and so I'm sitting here thinking McMaster's holding President Trump hostage. If that's true, you're the first person to to raise that. Yeah. Then how well, then 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 President Trump is not the man we elected because he 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 was elected because he was somebody that would fire anybody somebody right. that couldn't be supposedly couldn't be controlled. He certainly right. didn't seem like he could be controlled by anybody in the primary in the general election. Is it because he's so beaten down now because of the leaks because of yeah. the deep state that he's just he's basically a dead man walking? I don't understand this. Well, it's it's partially that it's not quite that bad, but it's partially that, but also that the deep state has co-opted all the people around him. Um, uh, um, Ivanka Trump's lawyer is Jamie Gorlick, you know, who functionally oh. was Bill Clinton's attorney general. But uh, let me talk about what my book is talking about, because it's tangier. it's part of this. OK. Back in eight years ago, when Obama took office, he realized that there was a deep state that ran the country and was white and it was conservative. And he was worried that they would uh, knife him in the back. And uh, to do to avoid that, he appointed ultra liberals, Brennan and um, uh, and um, I'm sorry, uh, in Jaholder, uh to oversee the CIA and the FBI. And uh, the two of them began by firing everybody. Anybody who was a political appointment got fired. Uh, the, and, and, and any even civil service people were sidetracked and ultimately forced out. Uh, all the people who interrogated Gitmo inmates were fired, and the people who were hired were the lawyers who defended them, mm-hmm. uh, often from Brennan's own firm, from Holder's own firm. And um, he told those liberals that their job basically was to move the deep state into conformity with Obama's policies. Um, When it looked like Trump was going to win, uh, Hillary was trying every negative she could against Trump, and the bullets were bouncing off his tank. Uh, Tax returns, Trump University, divorces, the raunchy sex tape, all that stuff. Right. And... um, then uh, and she decided that uh, Podesta really decided that they had to take this issue of Russian intervention and hype it based on nothing more than uh, Trump saying some nice things about Putin and vice versa. Then the hack occurred of Hillary's uh, of the Democratic Party's computers. Right now, I believe Julian Assange who has always maintained and maintained vehemently three days ago that the Russians had nothing to do with that hack and that he could prove that. And I believe, in effect, it was a leak uh, by the pro 
Bernie people in the mm-hmm. Democratic Party right. who hated the idea that Debbie Wasserman Schultz had hijacked the National Committee and made it an arm of Hillary's campaign. That's what the emails said, and that was their political effect. Right. Um, so I think that that uh, and, and that led to this whole explosion of the Russia issue. In the meantime, Hillary paid Fusion, a negative research shop, 160000 uh, to amass a dossier linking uh, Trump to Putin. And they hired Christopher Steele, right. a former MI6 agent, to do it. And the dossier was a complete crock. Uh, it easily, very easily uh, identifiable. They said that uh, Michael Cohn was the go-between between Trump and Putin. Cohn was Trump's lawyer, right. and he allegedly flew to Prague several times to arrange this deal. Right. And his passport showed he'd never been in Prague exactly. and never been out of the country in that period. And then uh, they named the guy who was responsible for hacking Hillary's computer, the Democratic computer. And it turned out that he was incommunicado in Siberia in a penal colony, serving a 20-year sentence for pedophilia without access to a computer or a telephone. Mm-hmm. So it was absurd. They chose him because nobody could interview him to disprove it. Uh, Nobody would publish the dossier. It was so obviously fraudulent that nobody would touch it. So after the election, they grew desperate uh, that nobody was on to this. So they had John McCain, who is really part of this coup, who hates Trump, but deservedly so, uh, (laughs) given what Trump said about him. But he uh, gave he they gave the dossier to him and he gave it to Comey at the FBI. Mm-hmm. Now, right. Comey was familiar with it because Comey had gotten an earlier draft two months before and said, this can't be used. It's not verifiable. And he said, if you verify it, I'll pay you 50,000 of public money in the middle of a campaign. And uh, Steele couldn't do it even with that inducement. Right. But when Comey got it from McCain, I just received this from a U.S. senator. I'm director of the FBI, and it's my obligation right. to bring it to the president, who got it 10 days before he left office. Mm-hmm. Leaked all over the place. But still nobody bought it because it was such garbage. Right. And uh, three weeks after Trump took office, the New York Times published a story that the FBI had actually overheard the mm-hmm. plotting between Russian intel and Trump aides. Right. A story that Comey said four months later was a complete was completely inaccurate. There was no substance to it at all. Right. It was just invented. And these were the uh, the Obama leakers embedded right. at their desks in these agencies leaking stuff to try to prove this what, coordination. Let, right. But I want to make sure I use all my time with you wisely. Now, I get all those leaks. Who was behind the other leaks that are coming out of the administration? Because a lot of people are saying, you know what, now that Ryan's previous is gone, suddenly we don't have any leaks. Is that McMaster? Is it, you know, or is it Kelly? Well, you know, who, you know, and what, why haven't any of the other leaks been, because the Democrats are now saying with Bannon gone, the Democrats are threatening Bannon and saying, you know what, he better not be leaking anything, any sensitive or classified information, or he's subject to prosecution. I'm saying, well, wait a second, Mr. Comey. Certainly leaked yeah, I, classified I don't really care. The, the leaks, from, if they are from Bannon or Priebus or anybody, those are normal leaks that go on in Washington. You know, Dick Morris is losing power and Clinton is going to fire him. Uh, those go on all the time. And they're not, they don't endanger national security and they're not illegal. 
but when the leak comes from Comey, right. or the FBI, on national security, or right now from McMaster, uh, who, I mean, right today there's a story in the, in the newspaper uh, based on reliable sources who are anonymous who say that the uh, special prosecutor's office now estimates that Manafort's fortune from payments from the Ukraine may amount to 80 or $100 million. Um, that's an illegal leak from the prosecutor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manafort didn't hold a press conference right. to say their SWAT team raided my house. It was a leak from Mueller. Right. And what I call for in my book, uh, Rogue Spooks, is that there should be a special prosecutor appointed by um, by Sessions at Trump's behest to investigate the leaks coming from the special prosecutor, just yeah. like you had uh, Fitzpatrick investigating the leaks about Valerie Plain. Now, does and, he have uh, anybody left in his corner? Because I, I saw a comment that you made that with Bannon out, I mean, basically the, the globalists have won. There's yeah. nobody that he's originally put around him that is friendly to him and his agenda, which is the people agenda. I, I b- before you came on the show, I used the, the eclipse analogy that everything that's been going on is basically meant to eclipse his agenda, which is the people's agenda. Um, some people are saying, you know, with Bannon out now, he can go rogue. Speaking of rogue, he can go rogue <laughs> against Kushner and against Ivanka. And I was against them being having anything to do within the administration from the jump because yeah. they, they are, you know, liberal globalist and had no business. Yeah. They weren't elected and nobody wanted their policies, you know, implemented. What happens now? Well, um, Trump, I believe Trump has three, uh, well, viably has two courses of action open to him. Uh, One is to battle the special prosecutor, battle the deep state, insist on his policies, and get them through. There were two positive developments today along those lines, kind of offsetting the Afghanistan speech. One is that we now impose sanctions on 16 Chinese and Russian companies that do business with North Korea, which is a huge thing. They're basically handling their coal exports. The sanctioned companies is incredible because they basically have to close down. They can't, no bank will ever deal with them, not even Chinese banks. And um, secondly, we decided we were announcing a policy of sanctioning individual members of the Pakistani government for working with uh, al-Qaeda. And that weapon in the Magnitsky Act is the first time it's ever happened. When you pick individuals, you sanction them. And that means they can't come to the United States, but more importantly, they can't bank in the United States. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they can't bank any place in the world. Mm -hmm. And they can't do anything with their money. Um, So it's a beautiful, amazing weapon. The other thing that Trump could do that I pray he doesn't do is he could, in effect, triangulate like I did with Clinton. But back then, the answers were in the middle. Uh, Now Trump has now Obama has moved everything so far to the left that there's nothing in the middle. Right. But, I mean, he could to get rhino support uh, and let the conservatives go and pass an Obamacare bill. Now, he could uh, pass a nominal tax reform with the same coalition. Mm-hmm. He could put up not a wall, but an electronic fence 
that yeah. it wouldn't be effective. He could um, take the uh, NAFTA controversy and uh, declare it improved and solved mm-hmm. by making tech technical and minor changes. And the newspapers would hail him right. as a kinder, gentler Trump who's learned his lesson. And he could turn his ratings around that way and even appease the deep state from ousting him. But um, but I pray he doesn't do that. Why? See, I, I will, before before you answer, why I'll tell you why I, I'm not sure that that's, that's the, what he should do because that's not what the people elected him to do. And right. then the people will turn against him while the GOP and the rhinos will have a victory that they can use to go in for re-election. Yes. And And I think that basically the genius of Trump and Bannon is that they discovered a new ethnic group, um, uh, high school graduates, (laughs) and who had not been to college. And that ethnic group, you can see it on the same par with a, you know, with the traditional ethnic voting blocks, mm-hmm. uh, have their have their own agenda. And Trump was promising to serve that. And I think he is. I think he has. And I hope he will. Well, Dick Morris, thank you so much for being here. Like I said, I, I think you've got more wisdom and with all your years and experience and particularly being behind the scenes. You know where all the bones are buried, baby. The bones in the Clinton administration and the bones in the deep state. And people can find out all about those bones. And Rogue Spooks, where can they find your book? Probably everywhere. Oh, anywhere, anywhere. Amazon, BarnesandNobles.com. The uh, bookstores, if they still exist, Books A Million. And my website, DickMorris.com. Right. Last question, you know, before I let you go. See, I always do this. I, I, I let somebody go, then I bring it back with one last question. Tonight, Arizona, I think that he's going there to send a shot across the bow to McCain and Flake. I don't think he's going there to um, pardon Arpaio. I think it, certainly, especially if he's now being held hostage, under, under, you know, it, it, to use the, the analogy you did earlier. Arpaio? Yeah, I, well, I'm quite I'm asking you what you think his goal yeah. is for going to Arizona tonight. I, I think to uh, to um, destroy Flake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flake voted against him on everything. And he's up uh, in a very contentious primary against Kelly Ward, yeah. who I think has an excellent chance to defeat him and is a very good candidate. And um, I think Trump really could do some damage there. And I think it's important that he do that to intimidate the rhinos. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dick Mars, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. Appreciate have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, we t- we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to pick this up from where, where uh, Dick Mars was talking about. He was talking about this new voting block that is huge, and it's co- it's high school graduates who, who aren't going to college. And there's a lot of angst within that movement, and that's feeling that that's the new uh, identity group. Uh, not the, uh, you know, the new ethnic group, as Dick Mars uh, talked about it. So we've got Bob Walters, who's here from a new book called Facing Reality About Our Education System. Who's, we're going to pick up that ball and run with it when we come right back. Don't go anywhere. Andrea K. Show coming right back up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. I'm loving some of these comments that you guys are putting out there on, on Facebook. Um, it, you know, great comments from everybody out there. I always say that you guys are the smartest people out there. It's not, you know, the, the real genius is out there is with the American voting public. And I think that that's one of the reasons why it was a smart move to bring in an outsider. Um, but man, he's going up against, you know, two, the uh, two opposition parties, the swamp, the uh, lo- drain the swamp and lock her up was not just about corruption in terms of crimes being committed by elected officials, but it was also this corruption that's going on. Just like for seven years, the Republican Party said repeal. They were going to repeal Obamacare and replace it. They haven't done it, but they made sure they exempted themselves from it because the swamp is all about them versus us. It's all about the elites versus the average people. And the Republican Party, I think I used an analogy from Facebook a couple of weeks ago about the Republican Party fighting over the football. You know, they fumbled it. Trump's picked it up and they're fighting for it back. And the power, the football is just about power for them. It's not really about policy that's going to reflect what they're supposed to be about. Trump's policy, his agenda that they're trying to eclipse is all about returning America back to what it was founded on, individual freedom, free markets, uh, strict immigration, people not coming here illegally, having national security be our be our government's first priority. That's really what it's supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be about all these other domestic, all these other, you know, centralized power with them telling us what kind of car we're supposed to drive, what our thermostat's supposed to be set at, how we're supposed to to raise our kids what careers we're supposed to have. All of that is supposed to be ours. And both parties are playing the game now with the identity politics. That's why they the, the Republicans jumped in on this statue crap, which is going on. Both parties now have joined in the plan. The Democrats by attacking the statues and, you know, our history of slavery and the Republicans, by giving in to them, are both joining in because the ultimate goal is if they can convince the American people that our history is so bad, the American history is so bad and our founders so corrupt, then they can pierce the Constitution and pull it out from under us because our founders believed that our laws came from 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 God. They believed in natural law. And as soon as you're willing to let to believe that your rights come from man, you're willing to let man take your rights away. And that's one of the reasons why in order to accomplish that, to get people to believe that and to go along with that, the left successfully did a couple of things. They took over our media. Somebody posed the question. I think it was Don Sherman is the mainstream media part of the deep state. Absolutely. You had not just corruption where you had CNN giving debate questions to Hillary behind the scenes. You now have CNN showing up at White House press briefings, actually debating the White House spokesperson. But they also took over our education system. And that was really important to do. One of the things that they've done is they stopped teaching civics. The average American can't even name anything, how a bill comes a law or any of that. They stopped teaching civics. They started teaching anti-American agenda. We can't have Christmas on a calendar but, you know, we, we're teaching Islam in schools around the country, including here in San Diego. And then something called Common Core came about. And that's why I've got my next guest here with me. His name is Bob Walters. He's written a book 
called Facing Reality in American Education, Why the Racial Gap in Education Achievement Persist. You know, it persists because the left really wants, they, they pretend like they care about the minorities, whether it's about statues or whether it's about the education system or this or that. They're just using the minorities. It's it's always policies of inequality under the false guise of equality. Again, it's all about fostering division through identity politics, trying to tell people why they should hate America. They had to they had to take over our education system to do that. That's why the new the new um, where we've got by ruining our education system. It's why we've got so many high school graduates that are illiterate or going to college and coming out with worthless degrees. Bob Walters is somebody who could have just gone into retirement and enjoyed his years, but he cares so much about how the left has destroyed our American education system that he's written a book about. It's called Facing Reality in American Education. Bob, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you. Okay, so Dick Morris, I want to pick it up where what Morris said, because he talked about the fact that the new ethnic block that everybody's going after for voting is the new high school graduate who can't afford to go to college. And they're kind of um, forgotten. They can't get work. They're broke. And they've been told America's bad. And Trump is bad. And Republicans are evil. And here we are. I agree. In fact, uh, the shame of it is, in the last several years, the, the school concept in this country has changed from local control of education. And they had to shop programs and something for kids in college, some that weren't going to go to college. Mm-hmm. Then the state took over in the 1990s in most states, and they began to have a statewide curriculum that they forced everybody to get into, heavy focus on college. Then in the 2000 time frame, you had Bush with the No Student Left Behind yeah. uh, program, and that, that fostered even more attention to college alone. Mm-hmm. And so all of the shop classes were terminated, and all of the other programs, if you weren't going to college, you were deemed some type of a failure or loser. Mm-hmm. And that became kind of the mode that even got inbred into the public's mind, which and, was and, yeah. And I think there's a reason for that because you know they're you know they've the the left has successfully through regulation and taxation destroyed a lot of our manufacturing here, and it's been outsourced overseas. So they they've got people convinced you don't need shop class because we don't want you to be makers, we don't want you to make anything, we don't want you to go work in an assembly line or you know be going to carpentry or whatever. We want you to get these liberal arts degrees and go into these liberal arts colleges, which are which are social socialist Marxist think tanks. And then you're going to come out with a with a worthless degree and two hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's true, and regrettably, it's a sad trend in the country today. Then you had Bill Gates, who came together with seven hundred and forty million dollars, and he and a team of his cohorts designed a program called Common Core. Nah, and they thought, well, let's get this designed, and it'll be focused on college only. It would be forcing students to learn more about computers and and even the tests were going to be on computers. And he convinced the president to make this the new national program, which under the law, there's not supposed to be federal control or mandate of the curriculum around the nation. But in fact, there is. Right. Because President Obama dictated this would be the program that all states and all districts had to comply with in two years, 2011. And it was a shock. There was no hearings on it. There was no discussion. It was just a decision by fiat, threatened with no money for the districts if they don't comply. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the slippery path to where we find ourselves today began at that point. And a lot of people don't understand what Common Core is about, but basically 
It's, it's a copyrighted program. It cannot be changed. In fact, for the first two years, any teacher who revealed any of the uh, substance of the tests that were employed under the students was uh, considered uh, somebody liable for lawsuit. Wow. Let me interrupt you because I'm so glad you brought this up because we've been hearing all this stuff about Common Core, but I didn't even really know exactly what it was. And when I would ask questions about it, I couldn't get any details. And now I guess I'm finding out the reason why we haven't gotten t- details at a local level is because they weren't allowed to reveal it to us. Correct. They couldn't tell you the test or the nature of the, of the t- education. It was all a secret and it was copyrighted and they couldn't reveal it to anybody in the public, including parents. Wow. So. Yeah, it's a, let it's a that, people should let that sink in because, we, you know, we're talking about a real I don't know which ism it is fascism, totalitarianism, Marxism, pick your ism. But when we've got it's supposed to be local control with parents like with the PTA involved at the local level with their teachers and with their children coming up with curriculum. And we're not even allowed now. We've gone so far in this country to the left. That we're not even allowed to know now what's being taught our children. Correct. And that's kind of the game plan of of the people running the education system in Washington, D.C. And it's a shame because what you've got, you've got, for instance, the the theme was going to be, well, now we can tell for sure how the students are doing in all the 50 states. But then they allowed states to, in fact, have their own tests because the initial results of this program in 2013 were disastrous. It showed that less than 30% of the students were able to uh, be compliant or considered uh, appropriate for math or English language. And that was a rather sharp decline from where they had been with previous tests. So you had a serious conflict going on and each state was then allowed to have its own test and to dumb down the test even more. Mm -hmm. So here, for instance, in California, used to have to have a test in order to graduate from high school right. to go into college right. or wherever you're going to go, even graduate for blue collar jobs. Then that test, because there's so much failure going on, right. they decided to eliminate the test last year mm-hmm. in California. So now there's no test at all. In fact, you can now go to college with a D minus degree <laughs> uh, average going into college. And then wow. this past year, they've just announced it coming up. There'll no longer be remedial classes in the college classes for students who couldn't quite achieve or have a sufficient knowledge level. The so basically, line, okay, yeah, bottom line it, because it's sounding to me like we've got government control over our education system. We're not even, parents aren't even allowed to know what their children are learning. And, you know, um, but they're obviously not learning anything because they can't even, they can't even pass a test. No, and these, if you go to, if you go to the store and you try to hand somebody a $5 bill to buy something, the kids can no longer figure what the change is because they're no longer allowed to learn by uh, the, by the teacher's standards, uh, the, the, the way to add and the subtract and multiply short of some long theoretical formula to be used. They can't just do two plus two equals four. So you've got an entire generation of kids who no longer are being trained in quick, fast, and honest arithmetic and math. And you have to ask, I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but you have to ask yourself why. Why anybody after all these years where we used to have the greatest education system in, in the world, we, we had the best and the brightest, that's why our innovation and all the greatest of innovation and technology came out of America. And it's, it, it's almost as though they're intentionally 
dummying down and destroying our education system because I know uh, Bob is a, is a contributor of West Coast Weekly with Andrea Kay and last time he was on that show he brought in this math problem that it took the teacher I think 45 minutes to figure it out when you could just do 2 plus 2 equals 4 so when they are intentionally taking basic math that has worked and destroying the the, the math education in this country there it, it's got to be by design. They've got to have some ulterior motive for doing that. La- final thoughts before we go on this system. Well, even the tests themselves, if a student gets the test wrong on a given question, they're given an option to a uh, question to answer. So the tests are very inaccurate. It's really dumbed down for the least possible knowledge and just to get through to it. So you can pretend you're ready to go to college where you will end up with a hundred thousand dollar debt mm-hmm. and no real job to support you. It's a shame that what's happened in this country, it's considered uh, really a derogatory life to not be suitable for college and maybe to do some of the five million jobs that go unfilled in this country. Right. Because there just isn't a, a focus on guiding the kids who are not college material to still get a decent job and have a good life. Well, thank you so much for writing this book and for going around. Um, I, I don't have time to get into it. I have to have Bob back, but he's actually trying to work with different uh, school boards here in Southern California to try to get try to get this Common Core out, try to get co- good common sense curriculum back in our schools, um, like from shop class and home economics classes and just basic life skills and different and, and exploring different options for children. Uh, not all of us were meant to. It's, it's great to have STEM programs, but, you know, we all weren't meant for that. And, you know, we mainly we also need to get local control back from Washington, D.C., back to our local kids. And you know what, Bill Gates, you know, you need to be going back to doing what you do do well, keep coming up with good computer programs or whatever it is that you do to make people's phones work well and stay out of our classrooms. There I said it. Now, coming up, we're going to take a quick break. And I got my boys, Al Rod, here. Newt Gingrich was talking about it this morning. He said, we got to get tax reform. We must have a success. We must have a win with tax reform. So I'm going to have my man, my men, Al Arias and Rod Hatley are here to talk about tax reform, what we should have, what we can expect to have, and maybe how that's going to help businesses. So stay tuned. Al Rod coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. I'm having such a great time today because it's me and all the men today. If it wasn't for Facebook Live, I would play one of my favorite songs. It's Rain and Men. 
But when I go to post, <laughs> but when I go to post Facebook Live, they don't like it when I play popular tunes. I got to make sure everybody knows that Bob Walter's book is on Amazon, Facing Reality in American Education. Um, they, you know, our education system has been corrupted and destroyed, and Bob has some amazing ideas for that. If you're involved in your local PTA, um, get this book because there's lots of practical ideas for how you can get involved with your school district and work with them on the curriculum and, and start putting push, pushing back. He's also great got three great things in here about why throwing money at the education system is not the solution because you know throwing money at stuff isn't necessarily uh, the right thing to do. And that leads me perfectly into my next guest with uh, segment with Al Rod, Al Arias and Rod Hatley. Um, because you know if if <sighs> throwing money at the solution, taxing and spending if taxing and spending was going to solve problems, we wouldn't be $20 trillion in debt because they've got more tax revenue coming into this government than they ever have before. Correct, guys? More on the way. <laughs> yeah, um, more on the way. Okay, DJ Carrot Sticks is giving me direction over there like he's Steven Spielberg. Okay, it's radio, baby. Anyway, yeah, and more on the way. Okay, so... Tax reform. I'm going to start with you, um, Rod, because Rod was nice enough to send me all these wonderful notes about tax reform. And Al likes to be Mr. Improv Man, so I'm going to let him improv (laughs) off of Rod's notes. Uh, But Newt Gingrich says that um, they should have done comprehensive tax reform initially, not Obamacare. They tried to do Obamacare repeal and replacement first because there's so many taxes within Obamacare that they Mm -hmm. felt like if they tackled that first, then they would free up revenue and all that so that then they could tackle tax reform. Now that that didn't happen, Newt Gingrich says that they should do something simple, not try to do comprehensive and just lower the corporate tax rate. You have said, when I put this question to you before coming in today, you said, Rod, that the business tax rate won't be cut from 35 to 15 because it won't fly with congressional Republicans. Explain. Uh, well, I just don't think there are going to be, there are going to be enough revenue raisers to uh, offset uh, that low rate, So, um, in ex- especially in light of the failure of the repeal of Obamacare. So um, I know that the at least my uh, my contacts in the, inside the Beltway are suggesting that the uh, congressional tax committees are hard at work right now, and they're trying to come up with um, a, a reduction of that top corporate rate. Um, I think they want to aim for a 20 to 25 percent, but it wouldn't be surprising if they were to settle on, say, 28 percent, which would still be something less than the 35 percent. Mm-hmm. But um, it won't be the 15 that I think was that was being hoped for. So, and I, Al, I don't know if you may have any other better insights on this than I, but certainly um, that's that's the word I'm getting. But that would still be better than 35 percent. What do you think, Al? Al's giving me an eye roll. (laughs) All right. Lay it on us, OG, the original gangster of taxes. Uh, The the whole congressional drill on making the um, revisions to the Internal Revenue Code, Mm -hmm. tax changes, revenue neutral is absurd. If it's going to be revenue neutral, uh, all we're... The the only impetus happening is the elimination of special interest um, loopholes. Okay. Let's call them what they are. Okay. And uh, it's not going to happen. The the, the uh, special interests are too well financed and too effective dealing with legislators. So let we're me, not going to get anywhere. 
Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, let me make sure I understand. I, are you saying that um, we're going to lower it, but we'll keep the loopholes? And you're saying that they're not even going to lower it. We're not going to get anywhere. No, I think they'll lower it, but they're not going to lower it to 15. I mean, okay. 15 is out. Okay. And 20% so 20% may be out because to make it revenue neutral and dealing with the whole um, atmosphere, the political atmosphere, I just don't think it's going to happen. But to, to this whole revenue neutral point is curious to me because I don't believe in the general accounting office if that's or, you know, the, the CBO, if that's who's scoring things because they well, got they Obamacare. Never, they, they never get anything never right, right anyway. So <laughs> if we if we follow the Reagan model or the JFK model, we know that lowering taxes always increases revenue. So why why are people too scared to embrace what has proven to be true with both a Democrat and a Republican president? Rod? Well, I think Al already keyed in on it. I think it's because of the special interest groups and they have a very strong lobby in Washington. And, mm-hmm. you know, until you can eliminate that, which would just be impossible, I think at this point, you're always going to have, uh, you know, a reluctance or a resistance to doing any kind of, you know, uh, wholesale you know, tax law change. I mean, it would mm-hmm. be great if it would happen. And it's a nice thing to talk about. I think the reality is that it's it's so entrenched that we're not going to see it. We may see the rates come down a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever going to see the meaningful change that was talked about. That was talked about. Yeah. I, I think don't one think we're going to see a reform. Yeah. We're not going to see reform. We're not going to see reform. And I think there's a variety of reasons for that. I think, first of all, I think that there are factions within the Republican Party that are just as anti-Trump as on the left. And no matter what he came up with, they were going to be against it. And that's why I think I want to shift right now into um, my news you can use with you guys, because we can't control anything that's coming out of D.C., unfortunately. And it makes people feel really frustrated, really angry, particularly when they feel like promises are not being honored. And a question came up a while back. And I know you answered it when you filled in for me by yourself and it was, but now that you're both here and we've got, I don't know, about six minutes, the question, I think it was Dan Perry or Doug Kaiser asked on Facebook, how can small business owners protect their personal assets? Because people have to have a strategy in place. They can't continue to, you know, promise it. We're already eight months in and nothing's been done. People cannot sit back and wait for tax reform to make decisions. How can people business, small business owners protect mm-hmm. their personal assets going forward. Start with you, Rod. Okay. Three points, and then I want you to give me your three points. Okay. Al. Three um, points? <laughs> yes. Six minutes? Yes. Are you kidding? Yeah, because you know, yeah, well, we can follow it up on Facebook with other points. Oh, but, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love coming in here. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yes, it is. Uh, I think probably um, uh, my number one point, it would be uh, choose the right business entity. So if you are a, a business Business owner, it probably makes sense to consider whether you want to be a corporation or an LLC. I think building that wall of protection around yourself. I mean, if you want to, if you operate, you know, if you do something as a hobby, it's probably okay to do that uh, as a sole proprietor. But if you're going to be in a uh, in the business world, I think at some point you're going to be potentially facing a lawsuit. I think it's better to go ahead and hedge your bets, build a wall. Okay. Of, protection around yourself, either incorporate or organize an LLC. And, and you know, I think that's a good first start down the pathway. Um, maintain the corporate veil. So if you set up either as a corporation or an LLC, make sure that you do whatever's necessary. Your corporate um, minutes and all the, d- all the... All the sorts of things that you'd need to do. File your statements of information. Make sure everything that you need to do to maintain that as a separate uh, 
entity from yourself, and it's not your own personal piggy bank. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you treat it like the business that you intend for it to be. Gotcha. Then I think that's going to you know resonate with whatever uh, you know. If you're if you're later sued, if you've used it as your own personal piggy bank, they'll just go right through it. Yeah. They'll pierce the pierce corporate veil, and then of course they'll go after your personal assets, okay. and we don't want to see that happen. So uh, set it up the right way, keep it maintained. And then um, I think purchasing uh, business insurance is probably not a not a bad answer. Um, you know, you'll have certain. You know, I as an attorney, I have I maintain a, a policy of errors and omissions uh, coverage, mm-hmm. so that if if you know. Uh, inadvertently I make a mistake and I injure a client as a result of my negligence, then there's a pot of money to make that person whole. And I think that's yeah. a great answer rather than them coming after my personal assets. So, A, the, a family trust doesn't do that for the business owner? Doesn't in any way protect A family person? trust, I always talk about it, uh, and it's a great question. Uh, think of trust as kind of like an open-top box. If you can reach into and put assets into it and also reach in and take assets out of it because it has no lid on it, so can your creditors. Uh, but okay. the great thing about having a trust is it'll avoid conservatorship. I'll pick on myself if I'm driving home this afternoon and I get in a bad car wreck because I've done my own personal planning. Uh, there won't be a conservatorship because I've set up a living trust gotcha. and put my assets into it. And then if I don't survive that car wreck, then there won't be a probate as to my assets that were owned by my living trust. Gotcha. Okay? All right, Al, your points. And we well, got four minutes you- now, baby. <laughs> Hey, you, you get more more time than I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, everything that Rod says applies, mm-hmm. but asset protection is an art, mm-hmm. and it has to be applied artistically, situation by situation. Okay. If, for example, you're in a high risk business like healthcare, mm-hmm. or being a lawyer, CPA, or uh, one of the professions, uh, you're a target for. Uh, suits. Okay. Okay. And so one of the riskier remedies is to give every, give everything that you can to your spouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get divorced, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the only downside. I mean, you know, otherwise it works, you know, but if, if, yeah. if it goes sideways, oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And it's it's that way. It's treachery every step of the way. Yeah. But um, you use the vehicles that are available. They each have characteristics. Being an LLC, being a trust, being having your money in retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Oh, and nowadays, yeah. uh, re- retirement plans are asset protected. Yes. And oh, yeah, like O.J. They right. can't go after his retirement plan. Thank you. I forgot about O.J., yeah. Yes, indeed. So Al says follow the O.J. plan. For well, no, I don't, you have to devise a plan for right. yourself that can work in your situation. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm just, right now I'm focused on uh, asset protection for professionals. But all these characteristics apply situation by situation. So it's an art. And, and you have you to have somebody line call. up with artists. Yeah, because if you put all your money into retirement plans, but then you need access to it, then you're looking at a tax burden. So you have to be careful as to where you put it, what kind of plans. You're not and, necessarily and looking need. at a tax burden. You just have to know what you're doing. Exactly. So, I mean, of course, there's some tax burden. And if you try to escape taxes altogether, we have a very unfriendly bureaucracy in the Internal right. Revenue Service. Yeah. Right. And if they don't like it, they'll attack it, even if it's lawful. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So, you know, this bureaucracy is horrible. There has to be a revolt. Yeah. Well, and and it gets more and more horrible. The the enactment of uh, Section seventy seven zero one O small mm-hmm. O in parentheses, right? The um, economic substance doctrine, right, which is a legal doctrine that was rarely applied, mm-hmm. and it was applied in abusive circumstances. Mm-hmm. Now, with the enactment of that code section, it comes up every time. Wow! Mm. So. Oh, you spent all of this money on otherwise tax deductible items, but your entity doesn't have economic substance. And so it all falls mm-hmm. as far as the IRS is concerned. Then you're into fifty, hundred thousand dollars of cost to defend yourself. Well, this is why people need experts to yeah. avoid it. Al, Al, Al Arias from AV Arias. Phone number? 619 619- Every time, Ron. Every every time. time. Well, his only defense is he doesn't call himself. (laughs) That's that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And Rod Hatley from the HatleyLawGroup.com. Area code 858 792 Awesome. Okay, it's time now for my awards for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. I have to give you guys Hero of the Week, actually, because you came in here under tight circumstances and you gave great content out to my listeners. Six minutes. Which is amazing. So thank you guys so much for that. My runner-up, though, for Hero of the Week is actually President Trump, because I think what he talked about, whether or not Dick Morris was right, and it was a hostage video last night, I actually like what he's going to be doing in Afghanistan. First and foremost, it would create a vacuum for terrorists if we were just to pull out, like right now, but he changed the rules of engagement, at least it seems, and he's allowing the military to make the decisions there on the ground, which is really what should happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stink of the week has to go to the Cleveland Browns. Every one of y'all put a knee down during the national anthem. Mm. Come on. And even from whatever you think of the national anthem or Kaepernick or whatever, I mean, has the NFL not realized how many viewers that they've lost? Because, you know, the American people don't want to see that. They don't want politics injected into their sports. Leave it out of it. You're being paid there to go and play a football game. Don't disrespect the American people. Don't disrespect the military. Just go there. Show honor to your country. And do right for the American people that are paying way too much money to go watch a stinking football game. Okay. Love you all. Thanks to all my amazing guests today. Thanks to everybody watching on Facebook Live and all your comments. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.